Today is an important feast day in the church. And no, it's not Christmas already again. Uh, today is the day of Pentecost. Pentecost is celebrated 50 days after the resurrection of our Lord, and it celebrates the coming of the paraclete in which our Lord promised to his disciples. On Pentecost, most of the time we think of the tongues of fire that uh, hovered above the heads of the disciples, or them speaking in tongues. We think of all of the devout Jews who were within the city who heard the disciples preaching in their own language. But the question stands of why were there so many devout Jews in Jerusalem at that time? The answer to that question actually comes to us from the Old Testament in the first five books of Moses. We see where God institutes three different uh, feasts that are pilgrimage feasts where Israelites travel to Jerusalem. The first of those being Passover, where the Israelites would remember God bringing them out of slavery in Egypt. The second of those is the Feast of Weeks, taking place 50 days after Passover, and a remembrance of the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. The final being the Feast of Booths, which is where the Israelites remembered God being with them as they roamed the desert for 40 years. Pentecost aligns with the Feast of Weeks, but our gospel lesson this morning aligns with the Feast of Booths. In this text, we find Jesus crying out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. This would not necessarily have been strange to the people to hear because living in a desert climate, you probably are thirsty a good portion of the time. As many of you probably know, when you're in a hot uh, weather situation, whether it be uh, 4th of July and being out in the hot weather or even a nice day like today, you tend to get a little bit thirsty as the day goes on. It's the next part that was surprising to the Jews. Jesus continued, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow living water. With these words, Jesus revealed that it's not an earthly thirst that he's talking about. Instead, it's a spiritual thirst, which stands the question, do we thirst? To answer this, we must identify what causes this thirst that Jesus is talking about. Our text declares that if anyone thirsts, so let's look back and see where this thirst comes from. When we look to the beginning of Genesis, we see God looking on all that he's created and seeing that it is very good. God's creation is in communion with its creator and lacks nothing. His creation is perfect, but this doesn't last long. In two short verses later, we see sin enter the world. We go from God's creation being in communion with its creator to Adam and Eve being cast out of the garden. We have Adam and Eve being cut off from God at this point. They have been cut off from the wellspring of life. 
Paul tells us in Romans that the wages of sin is death. And just by our original sin that stems from Adam and Eve, we ourselves deserve nothing but death. But it doesn't take us long looking at the meanings of the Ten Commandments in Luther's small catechism to realize it's not just our original sin that we face. Our sinful nature actively rebels against God and what he commands. The fourth commandment. Do we truly honor our parents and those who God has placed in authority over us? Or do we want to do things all, of our, or all on our own and in our own way? The eighth commandment. Do we really defend the reputation of our neighbor? Or do we give in to the gossip that is going around and add to it? Yes, we recognize that uh, we do thirst and that we have uh, for, or that thirst for life every time we look in the mirror of God's law. We recognize that the thirst we have comes from our sinful nature. We thirst, yet in ourselves we can never quench this thirst. Yet Jesus does not leave it as if anyone thirsts, but continues, Let him come to me and drink. God in his mercy did not leave it at us being cut off from him, but sent our Lord and Savior, born of the Virgin Mary, to become fully man, he suffered, he was put to shame, and he was put to death for us on the cross of Calvary. This is not because of anything that we could have done or have done that God did this, but it was all out of his grace and mercy for his creation. If you were to go to a funeral and see the deceased, you couldn't tell the deceased that if they were to just will a little bit harder, they could live. It doesn't work that way. We also, dead in our sins, could do nothing about it. it were, it's by the grace of God that our sins are covered by the blood of Christ, the blood shed on the cross of Calvary. In our reading, Jesus said, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. It then continues by saying, Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. This is why Pentecost is so special to us. It is on this day of Pentecost that the Spirit was given upon Christ's bride at the church. It is by the work of the Holy Spirit that the devout Jews in Jerusalem were able to hear the proclaiming of the apostles in their own language. And the work of the Holy Spirit continues to this day. God has poured out his Spirit into your heart through the waters of baptism. You were buried in Christ through the waters of baptism, that you may one day be raised again to life, just as Christ was raised from the dead. 
God's word plants the seed of faith in you every time you hear it on Sunday morning or every time you read it in the scriptures. We plant the seed, but we cannot cause it to grow. It is the spirit that does that. This seed that is planted by the word is then strengthened, and your faith is strengthened every time you gather around the rail at the Lord's table for the Lord's Supper, and every time you receive the very precious body and blood shed for you. I want you to open up your hymnals and read with me the second verse of hymn 699. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Behold, I freely give. The living water, thirsty one, stoop down and drink and live. I came to Jesus and I drank of that life-giving stream. My thirst was quenched, my soul revived, and now I live in him. If our thirst has been quenched in Christ, What does this mean for us as Christians? The gospel this morning tells us, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. God has called us to be his children, to proclaim the gospel to the whole world. This is not just done by the pastor on Sunday morning. That is the public proclamation of the gospel. But we proclaim Christ crucified every day in our vocation whether that be as parents, as you are raising your children from infancy in the faith, whether that be as children, as you listen to your parents in what they are teaching you. We do that in our vocation of work as we serve our neighbors. Today is Pentecost, the day in which God sent the Spirit upon his church Our text shows us that as sinful beings, we do indeed thirst. Yet God in his mercy sent his son to die for you. Your thirst has been quenched, and now rivers of living water flow from your heart. In this, you likewise bear witness to the world of what Christ has done, and that you have been made his own. In the name of Christ.